Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is a transformative time for black America. Our income is at an all-time high and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints. Let's welcome in Hush T.J. Hushmanzada, who... This is the best part about, about the John Morant discussion, right? TJ was, I mean, can I use the word thug, right? Or I, you weren't like, a, you weren't a gangbanger. Like you, you've, we've talked about this on my pod. When you're a teenager, like you literally sold drugs, right? So you got your life clean and you became, you know, you went to junior college, you went to college, and then you go to the NFL. So when you see a, a guy who grows up the way that John Morant does, and is on a is on a track to becoming a more five hundred million, maybe even more level superstar, and trying to act like he's one of the he's one of those dudes. What do you think when you see it, man? When I first saw the situation with John Morant, this is exactly what went through my mind. Like I don't know if John Morant is really from the streets or not. I don't know, and I don't care. Let's just say he is. He accomplished the ultimate goal. He made it out. He was one of the few that got out of the streets and made it out. Don't mess it up by making silly mistakes. That's my only thing. I don't know. I don't know John Morant. And so if you were really in the streets like that, you made it out. Leave it behind because everybody that's in the streets, you get in the streets because that's your only hope. That's your only chance we feel. And to make it out, is like a sigh of relief. The guys in the streets want to be in John Moran's position, and he wants to be in a position. So I just hope he figures this out, man. Being in the streets is it's not easy. That That's for sure. And, and to make it out is the ultimate goal. And so hopefully him going to counseling, talking with his father. And that's another thing. You have a father that, that's in your life, man. If I wish my son would try to get in the streets uh, when he becomes a dog, we got a problem. 
<laughs> TJ Hirschman's out. Hey, I want to get to football in a second, but I went to the Laker game last night. And I don't care about the officiating thing. Like, everybody, it's not, it's, it's not worthy of a radio conversation. That's like when we're sitting around having a beer watching a game. But Hillbilly Mamba was killing. Okay? <laughs> Austin Reeves, they put Austin Reeves in the starting lineup, and he was great. And look, I've been critical of my boy Jay Williams over at ESPN for a long time because he says some crazy stuff. Okay. But he pointed out today, like, I don't know what you do when you bring LeBron back because this guy, the ball is kind of going through him some and he's making plays and you bring LeBron back. We all know how it works when LeBron comes back. He's got the ball. He's making the plays. He's making the decisions. How do you think that all uh, unfolds if and when LeBron comes back this year? It's going to be tough because Austin Reeves has been really good in the pick and roll. He's making really good decisions. He's drawing fouls. He's getting and ones. He's getting AD the ball. What happened to me, this is what should happen, is with LeBron coming back, I think LeBron was playing around 35 to 39 minutes. With him coming back, you lower his minutes, and when he's out of the game, you try to stagger it to where Reeves is not on the court so much with LeBron. So when LeBron is resting, now you can run the offense through Austin Reeves, him in a pick and roll with AD. To me, that's the only way you can do it because when LeBron comes back, the ball is going to be in his hands. But Reeves has been so successful basically playing LeBron that you got to see if it can work. I mean, you just have to. I, I, I agree. You got to see if it works. And there's a, there's a way to do it. I just, we have reached the point where you're like, are we really better if we have LeBron? Like, I think we're better, but I don't know we're better because it changes the way we play Osa, uh, um, in, in a in a major fashion. All right, let's get let's get to some football stuff. Um, you work out wide receivers, you work out quarterbacks. Okay, so you have a working knowledge of all of these guys. Would you? Bryce Young seems to check every box except he's tiny, like he's just not a big fella. And then you have other guys that check. You know, C.J. Stroud checks a lot of boxes, but he ain't Bryce Young on the football field. So I, I put you, I put T.J. Hushmanzada ahead of the Carolina Panthers. What do you do at quarterback? Man, it, I was asked this question already, and it, it's a tough answer. I, I, but I'm going to give you an answer. I'm not going to straddle the fence. Um, Bryce can just flat-out play football. He, he's smart. He's accurate. He has a good arm. And everything that you said is true. One, you go with who you're comfortable with, who, who you feel you mess with. Um, but if I'm the Panthers, I'm probably going to go with CJ. If I trust that Frank, Frank Wright can develop quarterbacks the way that he's done in the past and having uh, Carson Wentz playing well after he got him uh, from Philly, had him in Philly, it, it's, this is no easy thing because you got to have guys around them that can get open. You got to understand they traded DJ Moore. So who's going to be that go-to guy? Do they go get a DeAndre Hopkins? They just signed Adam Thielen, and so that's tough. But if I had to make a pick, um, I could flip a coin and I'd be satisfied with Bryce or CJ. But if you're going to make me pick a pick, which I'm going to do, I would go with CJ Stroud. Hmm. Um, all right. Which which quarterback would you avoid? Wow. I don't know. Like, I don't truly believe, Doug, that, like, oh, this guy's a bust. That Guys become bust because coaching isn't what it needs to be. Like, there's a lot of coaches that they can't teach, but they don't think that. 
like if guys are rated so high and everybody there's a consensus that this guy can play this guy it's the coaching it's the development it's the teaching aspect that isn't registering with that player and so who would i avoid i don't believe guys are bust like i don't know man that's a that's a tough one i if I drafted Anthony Richardson, I would not want him to play the entire first year, maybe two. Um, he just hasn't had enough starts, so I don't think I would avoid him, but I would be cognizant of his limited starts in college. You wouldn't use him in the same fashion that they used VY when he first came in or even Lamar when he first came in or some of these guys where you kind of do run-oriented or, 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 or Jalen Hurts and, and allow him to develop you know, throughout the season into the offseason? No, because... Jalen Hurts played a lot of football in college. I, 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 listen, I, I, told, I agree. Football. No, I, I, under, I understand. I, I'm, I'm not just. I'm just. I'm asking you. I, I understand the difference. I would not do that because okay. ultimately, you, you're going to have to throw the ball accurately with anticipation. And playing the NFL is a whole different animal than playing in college. And so, I don't want to mess with his psyche. If he can sit a year, possibly two. He should be ready to go. But if you throw him in there too early, you can possibly ruin him. I don't think it's worth You're not going to – if he has to play, you're not winning. So why ruin him and lose when you're going to lose anyway? It's a, it's a great point. Um, of the wide receivers, who's the guy who changes the game the most in the draft? This draft, the receivers is uh, – there's really no clear-cut number one. Had Jackson – not been hurt the entire season. I believe he would have been a clear cut number one. You got Quint Johnson. He's big. He can run. Um, really good route runner. But the best route runners are smaller guys than Josh Downs, Zay Flowers, Tank Dell. And then you got a big guy in Michael Wilson at Stanford that can run routes like a small guy, just doesn't have a big speed like the like the little guys. And so this draft of receivers, uh, to me, is more route runners than just get down the field. But the route runners are the ones that ultimately have the success because you can create separation. It doesn't matter who you go against. And so I don't believe you'll see many busts out of this draft out of the receiver position because these guys can create separation. To me, that's the most important thing about playing receiver. T.J. Hussmanza is our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, so the, the Raiders took Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, they, I mean, look, they're, they're changing this thing out. They're kind of doing the Patriots West thing. Do you like what they're doing to adjust their roster? Uh, I do not. I do not. Um, I'm not trading Darren Waller for a third-round pick. Like, really? Yeah, he was hurt last year, but one of the best tight ends in football. Jimmy Garoppolo is a better fit for the Raiders than Derek Carr, but he's not a better quarterback than Derek Carr. Like, I don't under this Patriots West thing, like, you got to be able to have success as a head coach if you're Josh McDaniels before you start trying to implement this Patriots West um, thing if this is what they're doing. I don't believe you get better by letting good players go. Devontae Adams, they do have that, and so that will help them. Hunter Renfro can get open. Um, Josh Jacobs has yet to sign a franchise tender. Defensively, they have a good team defensively, but I, I don't like getting rid of good players like Darren Waller for a third-round pick. Like, there's nobody you're drafting the third round that's going to be better than Darren Waller. Nobody. And so I don't like it, but I do believe Garoppolo is a better fit than Carr. When I saw what Stidham, when Jared Stidham came into the game and he started against the 49ers, 
and he threw for over 300 yards, I said, whoa, what is Derek Carr not understanding that Stidham really understands? And so I believe Josh McDaniels can get it done with Garoppolo because I saw what Stidham was able to do, but it does concern me. Yeah, I, I look at Derek Carr, and I think uh, in the I think he's the most overrated, over-discussed quarterback in the NFL. Wasn't, wow, that's harsh. I mean, again, over again, all can all things considered, all things considered, right? That doesn't mean he's the worst quarterback. It's when he signs, he goes to the Jets, and like he could be a Hall of Famer. Then they don't even offer him. You know, he ends up in New Orleans. I just, the, how many coaches has he gone through? where they haven't been sold on him and he hasn't played great in big moments where we go, okay, well, maybe it's not all the coach. Maybe some of it's the player. Oh, of course, some of it is on the player. But I just point to the adversity of the 2021 season. How many quarterbacks could navigate and lead their team to the playoffs the way that Derek Carr did that? You lose your head coach and John Gruden, he's fired. You had a tragedy with Henry Ruggs. Arnett's pulling out firearms on social media and he gets released. Versace is the interim head coach. And you're inside the 10-yard line in the playoffs with a chance to beat the Bengals who go on to play in the Super Bowl. I don't know how many guys could have that type of adversity and lead their team the way that he did. And so that year showed me a lot of his character. And so I can't. I can't just act like that didn't happen. There's not many guys that could do that. And so I got to remember all that adversity and how he led that team. That's hard for me to not bring up when people say that Derek Carr is not this. Derek Carr is not that. He just did what I spoke of, and that's not easy to do. T.J. Husbanzada, who's you're the best. Up on game, of course, is every Saturday morning here on Fox Sports Radio. And Plaxico Burst, LeVar Arrington's great show with some good dudes. We'll talk hoops next time. We'll talk some football next time. You're the best. Thanks for joining us. Mr. Godley, keep killing it, my guy. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 